0: It's so good to be with you this morning. Um, uh, uh, We were wondering when we were sitting there and they said, you know, with all the people that are here for the first time, raise their hands. I was wondering if some of the guys that have joined FCC in the past five, six, seven years maybe say, I wonder why they don't raise their hands. You know, they look new to me. Um, But no, we are not new. This is actually our family. So uh, for us, it is like um, being home because this is our home. For those of you that don't know, I believe you know that Kingsway Christian Church, KCC, is actually a plant from FCC. Now, this congregation, for those of you that don't know, welcomed us as a family in 2010. We arrived here in Australia, and it's Faith Community Church that opened its doors to us. Faith Community Church that opened their hearts to us and welcomed us in and for a while there, we didn't know, you know, are we South Africans? Are we Aussie? Are we Asian? Are we Singaporean? I don't know. <laughs> you know, um, I, remember, I remember the first time we arrived in church, you know, we, um, it was still at uh, Winthrop. Is it Winthrop, eh? Winthrop Baptist College. I remember the first time we arrived there. I won't tell you what the two little kids playing in the door said. I, I, won't, I won't say that. But, but, um, but we arrived there, and we thought, whoa. Okay, and uh, then we took a few pictures, and, it, and, and at first we felt, listen, we, we don't know, you know, are we going to fit in? But you know what? This congregation and the families in this congregation welcomed us with such open hearts. From day one, we felt like family. We felt we belong. I must be honest, when we sent pictures back home, some of them commented and said, we thought you went to Australia. I said, yeah, 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 we're in Australia. <laughs> but... Um, But that's just for for your information, you know. So for us, it's really just a joy. It's actually the first time I'm ministering here in quite a while. Because, you know, planting a congregation, you are ministering and manning the pulpit a long time alone. <laughs> so I can, it's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to report to you that we now have another co-pastor with us, Pastor John and Yulandi, that has joined us. It's also, it was also my assistant or a co-pastor in Middleburg in South Africa. So it's people that we've known for a long while, so you don't, might not know it yet, but your family is growing over there in the north. So, um, so we've welcomed them into our community. We've also, we've also welcomed Vanine, uh, my daughter Vanine. Lots of you know Vanine. We've welcome, welcomed Vanine on our team. We also have Gerald Dunn, uh, which is doing our youth and so on. So so the team is growing on that side. From our side, from me and Lisa's side, maybe I should ask Lisa to stand up. So, some might not know you, my love, it. Come on. Stand up. Just turn around. Now, if... If you hear some of, if you don't know us and you hear some of them call her Mama Lisa, that's just, I don't know why, everybody just does that, Mama Lisa, you know, and uh, if you don't know that, I know you can see I'm a grandfather of many already, but I have three kids, uh, my two girls are married, Nikkei and Vanine, uh, two beautiful, beautiful young boys uh, that we now call our sons, and we now have two grandchildren, Lenny and Nina, um, so uh, we, we're not we, Growing the church sometimes just naturally, you know. We just uh, we encourage people to have some babies and grow the church that way as well, you know. So, um, so it's just a joy being with you and and I thank Pastor Benny and uh, the whole team here just for for this opportunity to minister to uh, this part of the household of Faith Community Church and and to be with you guys this morning. Can I ask you just you pray with me? Let's pray together, Heavenly Father. We just we just want to thank you, Lord, for being you. It's just, just such a joy spending time together in your presence. It's just so lovely, Lord, when we gather together as your people, as your family, as your house. It's just such a joy, Lord, to experience one another and experience our worship together and just to know that you are in us and with us, working through us and ministering in us and also ministering through us. So this morning, Lord, we want to pray that you would just reveal your word to us. We pray that it will not just be, it's so awesome to read the Bible, but we pray that it would not just be these letters um, on paper, Lord, but it it would not just be the Logos word, but that you would make it alive within our heart, within our spirit. Lord, let it be rhema word in each and every one of us this morning. And we want to say, Lord, we open our hearts. We, we welcome what you want to say and what you want to teach us and where you want to guide us this morning. And, and, and we just want to say thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And those that agree, says, amen, amen. amen. Now I was at first I was wondering what am I going to minister to you this morning, and you know that's always when when you get invited somewhere you go okay. So what am I going to minister to? So get an opportunity to, to preach at another congregation. So I thought no, you guys are family. So I'm gonna just gonna slot you in for where we are. Right? We've been we've been in the book of Peter, and we started in the book of First Peter. We've been there since February, and we just finished the book of the book of First Peter. And uh, today is actually my first sermon in the Second Peter. So I, I've been waiting to minister this. Now Kings have not heard this, so you're not allowed to give it away yet. Uh, they've obviously read it. They've got the Bible. But, um, but we are moving on in the book of Second Peter. And I'm going to minister to you out of the book of Second Peter chapter 1. If you've got your Bibles with me, just turn there, Second Peter chapter 1. Don't worry if you don't have your Bibles with you. Just sit next to a Christian. They will. No, I'm just joking. It'll be on the screen. It'll be on the screen. Don't worry. All right, right, Second Peter chapter one. Now, just before I read this to you, I wanna tell you why Peter wrote this. Or let, me, let, let, let us allow Peter to say why these two letters. In chapter three, verse one of Second Peter, Peter says this, dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I've written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. Peter says he wrote these letters to stimulate us to wholesome thinking. Can you say that with me? Stimulate us to wholesome thinking. So, would you say that if Peter says this is why 2 Peter is there, would you say that he's the authority on 2 Peter? Yeah, because he's the one that wrote it and this is why he wrote it. Now, read with me 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. Now, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, or brotherly love, and, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. ...in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our lord and savior Jesus Christ. What a powerful piece of scripture. Now this morning I want to minister to you on this very topic. Know it knowing what it means to have wholesome thinking and specifically this morning in chapter 1 we want to spend a little time in what it means to participate in a divine nature. Participating in a divine nature. That's where we are this morning. Now this is what Peter says. He says this, he greets them and then says, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now this knowledge of God and knowledge of Jesus Christ comes up over and over again in this passage. You'll see now why this is so important. And then he starts off, that our knowledge of him, knowing who he is, knowing God himself, not just about him. And he starts explaining to this in this way. He says, his divine power, God's authority, God's power has given us everything we need. Can you say that with me? What has he given us? Everything we need. Now, if there's one thing I know, that everything means everything. You've got that? Now, Peter says his divine power, his godly power, his godly authority has given us everything. That means nothing is lacking for it to do what he has purposed it to do. He has given us everything we need for what? Lester, for what? What, What's the purpose? Given us everything we need for you can read with me. Come on, where's the scripture? Do you guys have the Bible? Can you put that on the stage? Let me read it for you. I oh, said, so it's not on, on, on the screen yet. Shame, sorry guys. You're going to have to open your Bible app. He's given you everything you need for a godly life. You've got to preach with me. Remember, I've got the mic now. You've got to follow. He's given you everything you need for what? For a godly life. There's nothing you lack for a godly life. You want to have a godly life? Peter says, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of all, the authority above all authorities has given you everything you need for a godly life. He's given us everything. And then he goes on. He says he's given us everything. We need for a godly life through our knowledge of him. It is not about other portions of knowledge. It is not about knowledge of something else. It is not even about knowledge of scripture. It is about knowledge of who he is. Our knowledge of him who called us to his glory and goodness. Our knowledge of him. He is the one that gives us everything. Not knowing about him. Not hearing uh, about him or somebody telling us about him, but he himself and an intimate knowledge of who God is brings us to a place that we know that we know that we have everything we need. We have him. And we have everything we need for this godly life. It goes on in verse 4, it says, through these, through what? Through everything he's given us for a godly life, through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. Now, if I were to ask you, anybody here wants to receive God's promises? By the way, he calls them great and precious promises. You want to sign up? I want to sign up. He's given me everything I need for a godly life. I'm, I'm, my hand is raised. Man. And if he says great and precious promises, I'll raise both. I want those. Peter says, listen, this is what you get. This is what he has given so that through them, through what? Through God's great and precious promises, through our knowledge of him, through everything he has given us, he, so that through them we may participate, we may take part, we may be part of, of what? A divine nature. Not only do we know about Him, not only do we know, and has He given us the right to know Him, not only did He give us every great and precious promise, but He actually invites us in and say, come, I want to teach you, come take part in my divine nature. I want you to understand not only what it is to know God but to understand what it is to know that godliness is developed inside of you. There's something divine about the way you've been put together in Christ Jesus our Lord. He's given you the opportunity to participate not only in knowledge of godliness but in a godly nature, in his divine nature. And then very important that you understand the last portion of verse verse 4. He says, having escaped. Now just before I tell you what we've escaped, do you understand that having escaped means that you have escaped already? No, come on. You're not getting it. Having escape means that you don't have to escape. Having escaped means that if I participate in this godly nature, if I've received what He's given, every great and precious promise, everything I need, it means that I have escaped. And what have I escaped? I have escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Come on, you, you, you want to take some, you want to write something down. You write this down. You have escaped. You have escaped not because of anything else, but because of Jesus Christ developing a divine nature inside of you, giving you everything you need for a godly life. As God's sons and God's daughters, what do we want? We want people to look at us and say, man, he's got his daddy's eyes. He speaks like his dad. He walks like his dad. Have you seen Pierre Jr.? He walks like me, eh? Shame, poor boy. (laughs) But, But isn't it so? Your children take after you. And there's a divine nature that we can participate in, that we are part of having escaped the corruption of the world and its evil desires. We have escaped that. We don't have to escape that. We have escaped in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. But why did Peter say, did he write this letter? I mean, you've got to preach with me. You're going to stay with me, right? Why why did he write this letter so that we can have wholesome thinking? You know the problem with wholesome thinking or wrong thinking or unwholesome thinking? The problem is that if we get some portion of the thinking, we think we've got the thinking. But that's not the thinking. You need wholesome thinking. That I just made up on the spot. (laughs) But wholesome thinking is full. It is complete. If I know that I've received and I've escaped if I know that I've embraced and I participate and I know what this means, God has given me the authority, the right, the gift to participate in the godly nature. That is important to know, but I cannot stop there. I have to know that there's some instruction for me to have wholesome thinking. And nowadays, I mean, we either major on this part or major on that part. We either spend all of our time trying to get people to works, works and service to, to, to get to a place where they are good enough. Let me, let me settle that for you. You will never be good enough. And now people say, what what are you saying? You can't say that. Not nowadays. That's not politically correct. You'll never be good enough. We are not good. He's good. You can never deserve your salvation it's given because he's good and he's not only good enough he's more than enough yes but because of that, Peter goes on in verse 4 uh, and actually uh, moves on in verse 5. He says, for this very reason, for this reason that I'm embracing this godly nature, that I'm participating in this godly nature, knowing what I've received, for this very reason, I'm, Peter says, make every effort. Now, please look at me. If I give you an instruction to make every effort, is there some sweat involved? Is there some spiritual effort? I mean, Peter's clear, right? He's saying, make every effort to add. If you look at it in your Bible, it literally says, make every effort for this reason that you've received. You've received everything already. Make every effort to add to your faith. Nowadays, we stand on this side. We say, no, no, no. Scripture says by faith and faith alone, that's the only way I can be saved. And that's true. You cannot be good enough to add to your salvation. Works to add to your salvation is dead works. It is because of his grace that we are saved. Through faith, and even the faith is a gift. Ephesians chapter 2. Yes, yes. But still, Peter says, add to your faith. So he says, if you want to have wholesome thinking, you've got to understand it. You've received everything, but you've got to add to your faith. So now we've got to understand, what what is he pointing us to? Peter's saying, listen, if you understand growth, if you want to understand discipleship, if you want to understand what it means to inherit what God has given you in Jesus Christ, our Lord, as he points to in verse 11, he says, then add to your faith goodness. Add to your faith virtue. This word goodness here, virtue. Moral excellence. The willingness or the desire to do good. If we believe and we know that he has done what he said he did. And that he is who he says he is. If we know who he is, then Peter calls us to add to that faith. A desire to follow him with a heart filled with the goodness of God. Everything I've received to participate in this godly and divine nature, but just remember it says participate. Take part in. Make every effort to add to your faith. Peter, do you want to say it's not just faith? Now You see, Peter knows what it means to believe, to know who Jesus is, And to say to Jesus, I will never leave you, just to leave him and to deny him less than a day after that. So Peter calls us to add to that faith goodness. Add to that faith virtue. And then he says, add to that virtue knowledge. Add to that goodness, that willingness, that desire to do what God has called you to do. Add to that the knowledge of what God has said. We are living in a society. We are living in a season. We are living in a time frame where people decide for themselves what they think knowledge should be. There is only one source of knowledge that really matters for a divine nature. And that is the knowledge that comes from from him The knowledge that comes from God, either through Scripture or revelation within our spirit, He brings that knowledge to us and guides us and leads us and instructs us. So when you ask Him, Lord, in in my marriage, in this relationship, should I do this? Should I do that? Ask Him. Get back to the Word when you ask your questions. Don't start on Facebook. Don't start with your friends. Start with the one that truly knows. Because nowadays we find our knowledge in all other places and all other avenues and we run ourselves flat against this wall and we run up against that one. And when we don't know what to do and we wonder what has happened with this godly nature inside of us, what am I going to do now? Then we turn back because it feels like there's nothing else. Then we turn back to the knowledge of the one that truly knows. Add to your goodness, add to your virtue, knowledge. I want to point this out to you that not only are these things important to make every effort to add, but it's important even in adding them in the right order. You see, because if you major on knowledge and then want to rest your virtue on your knowledge, It'll leave you puffed up. It will leave you explaining to everyone else that you know better than them. And you will create more division than desire to love and follow him. But if out of a heart of virtue and a longing to do what he has called you, then you seek his knowledge has a total different result. But what do we do as God's people, as Christians, because this is, who, is it, who Peter is addressing. What do we do if we have knowledge? And brothers and sisters, let me be very clear about this. And luckily, you know, if there's anything that you guys are, um, if you're not unhappy about this, next Sunday I'm not. Yeah, you've got to take it up with the team. Yeah. But if scripture says this, if God's knowledge and God's instruction says this, then add to your knowledge, come on, do you have your app open, struggling to preach if your Bibles are closed, add to your knowledge, you know where I'm going with this, right? To participate in a godly nature, there's a time where you have to add to your knowledge. And I know what God is saying in the word, but no, no, remove the but. I know this is what God wants me to do, but uh uh. If He's leading you in this direction, then add to your knowledge self control. Guys, at the risk of repeating myself, self-control means to control yourself. <laughs> Did that come through? That was not a joke. But you get it, right? It's as simple as that. If God says it, then I have to say self you do not know best, he does. And he has given me everything, but I know, but, but I'm struggling. Yeah, but I wanna remind you, he did not start with knowledge. He started with the fact that he gave you everything you need. But I don't know if I can do this. Now, I know you can, because he's given you I set you up. Peter set us all up. He's saying he's giving you, he's giving you everything you need to add to your knowledge, self-control. So, and then, yet you won't believe me, but what God said, I struggled with this and I did it today. I, I, I controlled myself, you know, and, and, and when my wife said this, normally I would say that. But, I know you guys don't struggle. I mean, it's just that you can learn from me and Lisa. we sometimes, you know, she says some things and more me than her. And then when she says that, I say this. And and then control myself. Say, self, no. God says, you know, Scripture says, Ephesians chapter 4, you know, speak the truth of one another openly and and, and say what is wholesome only for the blessing and, and the encouragement, wholesome words that would uplift those who listen. And I control myself. That's wonderful. You see, but that's Today. Tomorrow she comes and she says it again. Should I do that again? But I've forgiven you already. How many times? You see, you've got to add to your self control. Do you know what self-control and perseverance? Do you know what perseverance is? Is self-control refusing to give up. <laughs> perseverance is continual submission to his knowledge rather than your own. Do you have it? Make every effort to add to your knowledge self-control and to your knowledge and to your self-control, perseverance. Now listen to this. It's then then add to your perseverance godliness. You see what happens when you submit yourself to God's authority and God's instruction and you keep doing that. There comes a point where your body and yourself is so far submitted. is so much in the background. That, that you guys saying uh, more of you and less of me. When the more of him becomes so much that the divine nature takes over inside of me and the war and the battle inside of me, I'm losing, my flesh is losing over and over again and that godly nature wins over and over again. Then my default position is moving to saying things that he wants me to say, moving in a way he wants me to move and acting in a way he wants me to act, speaking words that he wants me to speak and keep. Being quiet when he wants me to keep quiet. I almost said shut up. But I can't, you can't say that from the book. <laughs> Gotta keep quiet when you need to keep quiet. You see then that, that godliness. It's not me as Peter's saying add to your perseverance godliness. It's an instinct. It's a spiritual instinct that when we submit to his knowledge in self-control and perseverance becomes my nature yes the last two he's saying then add to godliness oh you know what i've overcome this thing and that thing i just want to give god the glory it's so awesome so wonderful and then he says you know you know where all of this leads to It leads to Philadelphia, not not the city, not the town. It's actually the word used there, brotherly love. It leads to love for your brothers, love for those around you. It leads to you encouraging those around you saying, hey, do you know what to do? Do you know what he's saying? If you don't, let me help you. Let's ask. It leads you helping those around you, loving upon them. Even when they fail, saying, don't worry, Peter failed as well. If you've got time, I'll share with you how much I failed. But you know what? He's given us everything we need for a divine nature, to participate in a divine nature. He has forgiven us. He has set us free. He lives inside of us. You can. Get up, young man. Get up, young woman. Stand up again. Do not let the enemy lie to you. He has not given us up on you but you don't know how many times i failed yeah but you don't know how much he did he paid for all of it He says then add to your godliness brotherly love and add to brotherly love agape a love that makes no sense a love that is sacrificial in its nature kind of love that God has for us. Scripture says, real love is not the love we have for him, but the love he has for us. And Peter says, says, you want to go on a discipleship journey? He says, it starts with faith, but it doesn't end with more faith. It ends in a love that conquers all. It ends in a love that keeps on loving, that keeps persisting. I always say to my kids, I say, you know what? You can never decide for other people how they feel about you. But please do not give them the authority to have them decide how you feel about them. When I say that again, let him decide how we feel about them, not them. There's some people that at this moment are giving you a hard time. God wants you to love them so much that they can't do anything else but give in to the love and the grace and the glory and the nature of Christ in you. Then Peter wraps this up. So if we follow this, if we do what Peter says, we say, Peter, we know that he's given us everything, but, but here we are, we're listening. We want to add to our faith, goodness and goodness, uh, and knowledge and knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, and then brotherly love and love. Peter says this, he says, if you possess, possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective, And unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to point this out to you. It will not keep you from knowing him. It will keep you from being unproductive in your knowledge of him. Sometimes what we know about him creates harm. Because we have not taken the journey from faith to sacrificial love. Peter says, if these things are yours in increasing measure, in increasing measure, they will keep you, keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. Can I ask, do you want some wholesome thinking? Do You wanna ask, Lord, help me, I don't want to be ineffective. I don't wanna be unproductive. Can I ask the band to... Start coming to the front, please. Peter says, we are not called to be ineffective and unproductive. We are to journey, to make every effort. And now once more in verse 10, Peter ends this with this word. Scripture tells us here, it says, therefore, my brothers and sisters, and I want to share this with you. Make every effort. Have we read this before? Because verse 5 says, make every effort to add. In verse 10, he says, make every effort to confirm your calling and your election. Have you been called by Christ? Yes. He calls each and every one. Has he called you? Has he given you the opportunity to come? He says, for everyone that believes, I've given the right to be called sons and daughters of God. But Peter says, make every effort to confirm your calling and your election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter says, if we embrace what God has given. If we know that He's given us everything we need then we will take hold of our calling. We will take hold of God's love for us, our election in Him. But if we don't, and I want to read this to you in verse 9, it says, but whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Brothers and sisters, Peter says, if, if we have to talk about wholesome thinking, there's two ways we can end up with this. We can end up at a place where we are nearsighted and blind. But Peter, I believe. Peter says, if you don't add to your faith, you are nearsighted. You only see that far. He says, you are blind. And you've forgotten what he's done. Brothers and sisters, young people, young and old. Together with Peter, I want to encourage you this morning. Say, Lord, I know you've given me everything. But because you have. And because you've given me everything I need to do this, Lord, I pray that you would help me add to my faith. To add to my faith, a willingness to do good, the desire to know your will in every situation, the submission to submit my will to yours so that I can live with self control, to persevere in that self control so that your godly nature can develop inside of me to a point. Of where that is my nature. And Father, more than anything, I pray that you would lead me to a place of love for my brothers and sisters and love for everyone. Lead me to a place where my faith produces love in all godliness. I wanna ask you, if you are here this morning, While the music is playing, if you're here this morning and you say, Piet, you know what? I'm a believer, I know the Lord. I'm a Christian. But there's some things in my life that I have not, I've forgotten about this. I've put this to the side. I wanna participate in His divine nature. But there's some things that are holding me back. And I know, He's spoken to me about this already feels to me like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm going to encourage you this morning. He's given you everything you need. If this is you, would you just close your eyes, all of you, please? If God is speaking to you this morning, would you just stand up right there where you are? I want to pray for you. God is addressing some things inside of you, saying, listen, I've called you to more than you are listening at the moment. Come on calling you to my knowledge, not just yours. I'm calling you to self-control. There's people standing up all over the place. Please keep your eyes closed. I'm calling you to persevere. Some of you that's saying, Peter, I feel like I'm winning, then I'm losing. I'm winning, then I'm losing. These things have, have bothered me for a while. God is saying, I'm calling you to perseverance. Add to your faith. Add to your knowledge. Add to your self-control. Perseverance. Add to your perseverance godliness. Allow Him to, to develop that nature that He's given you the privilege to participate in. I'm going to ask one more time. If you know this is you, stand up. I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I want to pray for each and every person standing in this place this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, we remind ourselves that you have given us everything we need to participate in a divine nature. You have done it all. You have saved us by your grace. You have paid the price. There is no more to be paid. There is nothing, Lord, that we can add to our salvation. But because you've given everything, Lord, we want to walk on this walk and on this journey Journey in the way that you have called us to. We want to see Peter as he sat with his failure before you and you raised him up again, and you said to Mary Magdalene, go say to Peter and the others, go tell them what has happened. Lord, I pray that as Peter heard, that you forgive and you restore and you develop a godly nature inside of us. I pray that this morning, Lord, there will be breakthroughs in the area of of knowing what you have called us to, of knowing, Lord, to submit in self-control to you and submit our will to yours and to persevere in what you have called us to so that not only in us but through us your godly nature can can just flood this nation, can flood this city. Lord, that when people deal with us, they will see you. Lord, when they look in our eyes, they will see your glory. When they hear us speak, Lord, they will hear your voice. I pray, Lord, that in every situation and circumstance, your divine nature will just permeate through us. And work in us so much that people will see who you are. I pray this in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you very much for the privilege of sharing the word of the Lord with you. Please do not forget. You can take your seats. Thank you very much. Please do not forget that He has given you everything you need. Now go and add. Amen. God bless you.
1: Well, church, would you just stand where you are as we close today's service. Would you receive the word of the Lord? Let's bow our heads and close your eyes. Lord God, we hear your voice and your word today. And may it take root deep in all our hearts. Thank you for allowing us to participate in your divine nature. As you grow yourself within us, your godliness within us, may it overflow, may it explode out of us, starting from this week, not just for ourselves, but for the people around us, for the world around us that needs you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, church, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious toward you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Church, we love you. We'll see you next week. God bless you.